Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. We come to an encounter with God, or maybe you experienced God in a powerful way in the past. And you know, there's a lot of people in the Bible that had an encounter with Jesus. And I can think of, of a few of them. Uh, I'm going to ask um, my team back there if they can play this video for us. A mother of a son with talent like yours should be proud. She's ashamed that I could use the talent that God gave me against God. Next. You're good at something. You found a way to make a living doing it. It's that simple. Must be nice to live in a world so simply ordered. We live in the same world, Matthew. Next. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy has done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys, let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. Yes. Anyone else? It's a good video. If you have not seen The Chosen, free commercial. <laughs> but, you know, in the video, we saw that Matthew had a choice. He had a choice to experience Jesus, to follow, or to walk away. And I think you know also about Abraham, Moses. He had experience with a burning bush. Also, Mary, the mother of Jesus. When the angel appeared, she had the choice. Would I be obedient? And you know, I think that's where maybe you are, you went to the encounter the first time and you're new in your walk with Christ. But you know, when we get to this place of encounter, there's a next step. And this next step is, is discipleship. You know, discipleship is when we decide to follow Jesus, but not just from a distance, but following closely. I think, you know, today I'm going to talk about three 
three, I call it three pieces of discipleship. One of them is perspective, one of them is purpose, and the last one is plan. And you know, four, and let's jump into perspective. I'm gonna have you guys read the Bible a lot today. So Luke 14, 25, 26, 27, and verse 33. Let's read it. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you don't carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. And I'll start with this first. You know, you can see here that there was a large crowd following Jesus. So these were not people that were not interested. These were not people that hated Jesus. These were people that were following Jesus. They wanted to hear the message, and they wanted to, to understand and know Jesus. But, you know, Jesus called them, if you want to be truly my disciple, they, I, here is talking about a higher calling, a higher commitment to following him. There's a big difference from crowd following that being a disciple of Jesus. Being Jesus' disciple is going to require to put everything aside, everything that you hold dear. Why would Jesus say, hate your mother, father, wife, and children, brothers, and sisters? You know, I don't think that these things are bad in itself, but, you know, everything, our human heart has a problem and it has a throne in our hearts. And I think, you know, the problem is if anything else takes the throne of your heart, it is a distraction. And I think, you know, um, well, you know, that's, uh, it can be interpreted in different ways, blah, 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 blah. Jesus is clear and simple. And, you know, discipleship is going to require to completely surrender everything to him. Will you surrender your husband, your wife, your kids, your family, for, this, for him? I think verse 27 says, if you don't carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. The cross is a symbol. I have a cross here, but the cross is, is not just a symbol. It meant something. It meant sacrifice. And, you know, we cannot be followers uh, you know, that we want our Christianity to be comfortable, to be according to our schedules, to be nice and comfortable. I don't think this is the, the, the type of, of uh, discipleship that Jesus had in mind. You know, here in, in America, you know, we have nice buildings. We have air conditioner in the summer. We have heater in the winter. You know, and... You know, other brothers and sisters around the world are suffering, are being persecuted for the cross, for the, for the kingdom of God. And, you know, I, I, I think my heart breaks, you know, when, when we get to a place of comfort in our walk with God, that it's, we want it to be comfortable. This is not the Christianity that God is calling you. In verse 33, plain and simple, 
So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. And you know, it's not enough coming to church. It's not enough maybe going to a group. It's not enough being part of a ministry. You have to give everything for, for his sake. Let's keep on reading Matthew 16, 24. And, 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 and this is the same um, following in the, that two, two chapters ahead, and, and, and this is the amplified version. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if everyone wishes to follow me, as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example, and living, and if need, need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Discipleship is a calling to a life of selflessness and sacrifice. You know, some people say, yes, I want to serve Jesus, and then they start facing opposition, they start facing discouragement, they start facing rejection, and they shy away. No, no, I don't think this is from God. Following Jesus is, is not for the faint of heart. We want, typically, we think of ministry, and uh, we think of platforms, we think of lights, we think of Facebook Live, we think of, of things that the world paints you this picture of what ministry is. But ministry is, is outside these four walls, guys. Ministry is when you go home or you're in publics and the Lord prompts you to pray for somebody, you stop right there, you're obedient and you pray for somebody that is sick. Ministry is not depending if you are full-time ministry or you are half ministry, or whatever you could be, but ministry is outside our walls, in our playgrounds, in the marketplace. I remember one time I was in a business meeting when a company based here out of Atlanta, and you know, um, I finished my meeting, and I knew that this, this lady, she was a global vice president of human resources for the company, and I mean, I mean, this person has people reporting from all over the world to her. And the Lord prompted me and said, hey, pray for her. She needs healing. And I was hesitant. <laughs> but, you know, I was obedient. And I prayed for her, you know. And, and tears came from her eyes, you know. And she was touched by God and the Holy Spirit. You know, ministry is not limited. Sometimes we put ministry in it. We have a limitation. And it's, it's more in our mind than anywhere else. Maybe you're in a place where you say, well, you know, I've been in ministry for 20 years. I've served in this church. I did this ministry. I raised these leaders. I, I did all of this. And maybe you get to a place where you feel, you know, I've arrived. Maybe you financially you got to a place where you say, you know, I've arrived. You know, it's, I have my businesses. They're producing. Or maybe professionally you feel you, you got to a good place. But, you know, discipleship is more than that. There is so much work to be done in his kingdom. There's so many lives 
lost out there that we need to continue enriching. So I, I want to challenge you. This word, you think, well, this word is for somebody new. No, it is for all of us. Let's read on verse 8, uh, John A 31. And it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set us free, will set you free. So it's, it's not just a matter of being hearers of the word of God, coming to a Sunday and getting excited about the word of God if we are not doers of the word of God. You know, we, the Bible says, you know, that we are like the vines and, and he prunes us. Do you know what he uses to prune us? The word of God. It cuts things of our lives. It cuts here and there. It cuts attitudes. It cuts sin in our lives. And it, this is what the, the work of the word of God in our lives. I want to encourage you, if you have not started reading the word of God, maybe you're a new Christian, do it. Because this is going to represent growth for your life. We need every day, the Bible equates it to the daily, daily uh, bread to our lives. And we need to read the word of God because we need to continue to grow because we, need, we have a big mission to, to fulfill. Now let's move on to purpose. You know, sometimes here in the purpose, as a Christian, we sometimes get so many ideas, you know, about what the purpose is. And we, we feel, you know, sometimes Christians, we come to church, and we see the church, you know, well, church is the platform that is going to allow me to fulfill my, my calling. You know, and that's not what Jesus had in mind. I think in, in Matthew 28, 18, 19, here is what Jesus commandment to the disciples were. And if, if we read in Matthew 28, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, and this is, he's about, Jesus is about to go back to heaven. He's kind of like saying his goodbyes to the disciples. And it says, I have been given all authority in heaven and in earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, we tend to complicate things, but the simplicity of the gospel and Jesus calling to our lives is to go and make disciples. You may be thinking, you know, it's, well, you know, I need to have a clear direction about what my ministry is. And I remember being in high school and having these struggles with God about, God, do you want to use me in business? Do you want to use me in ministry as a missionary? And, you know, I, I went through this struggle, and I, to me, it just came to a point where Jesus asked me, are you willing to surrender all to you, to, you, to me? And, you know, it is when we surrender completely our hearts to him, you know, he comes and he deposits purpose. He deposits dreams, he deposits gifts and favor in your life. And I think, you know, that's where I feel that we sometimes we get it wrong. We're chasing the title and the, and the position of pastor or teacher or worship leader. But, you know, we have not surrendered everything to him. 
And I think the, the Bible is very clear. The answer is go and make disciples. You know, sometimes, it's crazy with this pandemic, you know, how things have shifted in churches. I mean, it's, it's crazy that churches all over the world are completely shut down, you know. To me, I went to Mexico on, on December, and to me, it, being in Mexico and hearing that Catholic churches in Mexico are still closed since March of last year, and Catholic churches, I mean, they hold, like, mass services, like, three, four a day, and they had like 1,000 people each. It's crazy how ministry has changed and, and being impacted. And, you know, yes, we're talking about social distances and precautions, you know, but church, we don't need, we, church is more than a service. It's more than a podcast or, or a Facebook Live. Church is to connect and to experience God together. And we need to focus, you know, on the people, that was Jesus' central message, coming and rescuing his people. But you may say, you know, well, we're in America. I mean, everybody is a Christian. Uh, I want to share with you some data that I, I pulled from the CDC. And uh, it's about a survey that they did about the impact of lockdowns from last year. So if we can have that slide. So, and, and this is America. 39, 30. 29% symptoms of anxiety disorders or depressive dis disorder. 26.3% had symptoms of trauma and stress-related disorder related to the pandemic. 13.3% having started an or increased substance use to cope with stress or emotions related to COVID-19. 25% out of uh, people that with suicidal thoughts that wanted to commit suicide, 25% significantly higher among respondents aged 18 to 24. 18.6% minority racial ethnic groups, and within these groups is 18% Hispanic respondents, 15% black respondents. This is America. And you know, look, if you can have the next slide. This is the recommendation from the government to the answer to this problem, it says community-level intervention and prevention efforts, including health communication strategies designed to reach these groups, could help address various mental health conditions associated with the pandemic. You know, that's not the answer. That's not the answer. The answer is Jesus. Let's read Matthew 9, 36, 38. Isn't it crazy that we're just reading Matthew? <laughs> when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. Turn to somebody and say, are you a worker? Are you a worker? You know, Jesus is the answer. The answer is not government. The, the answer is not the economy. The answer is not the vaccine. You know, this message is intended for you guys, for me. 
You know, are we, I, I, my prayer is that today the Holy Spirit opens your eyes so you can see the need outside of these four walls. And I pray that lo, the Lord breaks in you the mentality that ministry is what you see here because this is not. Let's move on. Let's talk about the plan. <laughs> you know, so I went to the encounter. I want to follow Jesus. I, I want to commit to, to being Jesus' disciple. You know, how is that comes to here? And, and what, what do we do? And I think, you know, we have to have a plan. Because if we don't have a plan, nothing is going to happen. How many of us know that, right? And Ephesians 4.11 says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Verse 12, the responsibility is to, to what? Equip. equip. Say, Equip. God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standards of Christ. You know, God's heart, God not just invented the church because he wanted to get his children to get together and sing songs. You know, the church has the purpose of equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And you know, the, the work of the ministry, it says there it's for the people, not for the teachers or the pastors. And sometimes we get it all wrong. We think, you know, that it's their job to do this, 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 and that. And we have all these expectations. But what the word of God is, is saying here is that the church is to equip and to help you mature. You know, I think when we look about what our plan is, you know, and, and here at Encounter Church, we have our mission, which is reach, disciple, and revive. And I, I love this because I think it, it brings together these this principles about multiplication. The first one is reach. And I talked about that is our, our focus for ministry is outside these four walls. How do we do this here? If you want to connect and you want to be activated here, we're going to open groups in the spring where you can invite new people to hear the word of God, to have discipleship. We also have Wednesday, we have discipleship on Wednesdays that you can bring new people. We also are going to do, we are very excited because we are preparing to do this massive outreach for our city where we're going to do a food drive and we're going to build boxes and we're going to invite people to our church and we're going to give away because we want to have that opportunity to pray for them and to present Jesus to them. The next part is disciple. This, and it talks about maturing in, in, in the word of God. We need to be connected to one another, you know. There's people that think, you know, well, I can be watching Facebook Live and I'm good with my precautions. But they're in the movie theater, they're in the bowling alley, they're in Walmart, they're in Publix. You know, it's about, it's about being real. 
It's about being real. And it's about, the Bible says that if two or three are gathered in my name, he is here. You know, I don't think you can experience a touch, living touch of the Holy Spirit. I mean, you may. <laughs> Let's say don't. But, you know, when we are here and we experience a touch of the Holy Spirit that touches our, the deepest parts of our hearts and moves us and changes us, that's what produces change in our lives. And, you know, that happens when we are connected to each other. That's what is the importance of coming to church. It's not because it's a religious practice. The Bible says that it was in his heart for us to equip us and help us mature. And, you know, in those relationships, who is your Paul? Who is your Timothy? Who is pouring out into your life? And who are you pouring your life into? You know, Sometimes we're so afraid of relationships because of hurts, because of, of many things. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I, some things are painful and, and bad situations happen. But you know, God calls us to love. And love is a risk. It's a risk, you know, but when we come together and we open our hearts to each other, that's when grow happens. That's, you know, we learned yesterday that, you know, when we confess our sins to our others, there is breakthrough, there is healing. That you cannot be the Lone Ranger and have a multiple, uh, life of multiplication if you're not connected to others. Sometimes, you know, we have these ideal dreams about having the perfect kids, the perfect families, you know, but... We are deciding to stay in, in, on Sunday in, in home. We don't want to come to church because it's uncomfortable, it's cold, whatever. You know, it's sad, you know, that right now if some of your kids, because of what they're watching in YouTube or where, whatever channel, you know, their minds are being infected. And the enemy is at work, but their parents are comfortable at home. Let's, let's, let's change that. You know, the three part of, of our mission is revive, you know, and, and you know, I'm just very thankful for God because, you know, when I was in college, I, somebody invited me to an encounter, and in that encounter, my life was changed. You know, I knew at that time, you know, this is my life, is to serve Him. And, you know, I, I believe that God has given us what the, this strategy, this weekend, what we have, you know, to share it with, with Georgia. And we moved from New Mexico to here because in our hearts is to obey and do what God is asking us to do. You know, and it is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of inviting. It's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of work and stress. But we're going to continue to do one and another and another and another. Because, you know, we want to see our city changed. We want to see our city encounter Jesus the way we have. Yes. Sorry, I'm not typically like this. <laughs> if we keep on reading, John 15, 8 says, My Father is glorified by this that when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. You have a calling in your life. 
You are called to be an impact to your community. No matter what the world says, no matter if you don't believe it yourself, you know, God has a calling to do, go and take his message of freedom and love to this world. Sometimes, you know, and I think, you know, at the encounter yesterday, you know, it's, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit moves and how he touches our hearts, even though we might have been to the encounter many times. And, you know, yesterday, something that the Holy Spirit spoke to me is, you know, is sometimes, I don't know if, and maybe this is me, but I had this feeling about, even at work, you know, even though you may be doing a good job or maybe you're doing, performing well in whatever area you are, but sometimes, you know, feeling like an imposter, feeling like you may be caught <laughs> and show who you really are, you know, and, and, and the Lord spoke to me, you know, that, that this is a strategy of the enemy to distract you from the calling that is in your life, and, you know, you may not feel qualified. Jesus says, hey, I, I'm off with everything you said, but I just don't feel that I have what it takes to be that person that God is telling me to do. But, you know, what God spoke to me is, you know, you are my son, and my identity flows from him to me or to you. And, and you know, I think, you know, when we need to walk in the confidence that over the calling that God has for you, because if you don't, people are missing out. People are not being reached. People are not going to be healed. People are not going to be delivered because, you know, you feel with insecurity. You know, we do have a, a vision for multitudes. We have a vision for thousands, you know, and it's not because we want to be the biggest church in, in Kennesaw or Atlanta. No, because we want to see everybody saved. Right. You know, we're going to have an encounter in the summer. We're going to have another encounter in the fall. And, you know, that's the, the gospel is that simple. I encounter Jesus. Hey, my friend, I'm... You need to come to this because here you're going to encounter God. And, you know, that's it. <laughs> There's not much to explain. It's just the simplicity of the gospel. And, you know, we want to use this strategy to bring others to Jesus. So I want to invite you, get connected, talk to a leader, be activated in what God is asking you to do. And I think, you know, bringing this to a closure, we need to get the right perspective about what discipleship is. Discipleship is not, it's going to require all from you. And some people may want to follow Jesus closely, and some others won't. Yep. All power to you. Let's need also to rethink about our purpose, you know. And I feel that for many of us Christians that have been in ministry for a long time, you know, we need to refocus, be strategic, you know, and the calling is to go and make disciples. How am I doing making disciples right now? Are we waiting until we're called to the ministry full-time to do it? No. 
that's maybe you may not have that opportunity. And you know, and, and uh, that's, that can be a reality. I think I want to encourage you to think, break the mold and the box in your brain. Ministry is out there, ministry is the people, ministry is the kids out there in the playground, the moms waiting for their kids to play. That's the opportunity that God is presenting ahead of you. And the, the plan, God made the local church for a reason. It is not for a social gathering, but it is for us to grow and to mature into the, his image. To be a light in the darkness, to stop the corruption of the world. And you know, I think as, as I'm, I'm going to pray right now, um, I feel that there are, there are two callings that I'm going to do today. And if we can play the music. Um, maybe you're here and you're listening about this Jesus that came. It was very controversial back then. <laughs> so if you feel uncomfortable, that's good because that's the Holy Spirit bringing conviction to our hearts. And you know, it's, we can do we can do here 52 services a year. We can do events. We can do all sorts of things. But if you don't surrender your life to Him, I, I cannot convince you. We cannot convince you. But it's your decision, the decision of your heart to follow Him completely. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.